Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I'm your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time in your busy day to spend with me. I am always honored. I recently read an article, and the title of the article was The Future of the Handyman Business. Um, the, the author of the article went on to say, I don't know of a better time in history to be a professional handyman. Our economy is growing. Our society is becoming less and less handy. Houses are getting more complex and people are outsourcing more of their lives every day in an attempt to do more, have more, and be more. And I'm sure you're shaking your head because many of the things that we used to do or maybe our parents used to do, uh, we no longer do that anymore. But what it's done is it's created a whole industry of service providers that now do all of those things that we did, our parents did. You know, when I was growing up, uh, we were the lawn guys. Um, you didn't hire a lawn service. So today we're going to specifically be talking about the handyman service. But um, we're going to, my guest today is Sean Fitzgerald. And True Blue is a franchise, but it's a unique handyman franchise. Uh, Sean is a C-level franchise executive with 25 years of experience working with brands, ranging from startup franchise concepts to large developed franchise systems. Today, he is president of True Blue Healthcare Franchise, which is the only national provider specializing in home maintenance and repair, both inside and outside the home, for seniors and busy families. Please help me in welcoming Sean to the show. Sean, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, Sean, when I read and became a little more familiar with what True Blue offers, I just thought it was a brilliant idea. Now, there's just such a market out there for this. And before we go into that, tell us a little bit about your background and what drew you to True Blue. Yes. So um, I have been in franchising my entire professional career. In fact, it started even before that when I was in college. I actually started the business, and uh, I grew it. And through growing the, the business, I realized that there was something that was very difficult to replicate and with managers. And so as we were exploring, we started looking at the concept of franchising. And really what I love about franchising is that it takes the um, the good of both of uh, having an independent owner and that passion the owner has with, and then matching them with a system that really works. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of got into franchising, um, and uh, we grew uh, that, our system that way. And um, 
I eventually went on to other organizations. I've been in a lot of startup franchise systems all the way up to very large concepts, like you said. And throughout my career, um, what, what kind of led into that is one of the stops was in a senior care company called Bright Star Senior Care, where I was EVP. And that's where I learned the experience of the senior care industry. And it was really eye-opening to see what was happening in the marketplace as it relates to aging in place and, and, and this trend of people not going into nursing homes but going into their homes and aging in place and how the senior care industry can help with that. But while I was there, we realized that there was a major challenge, and that was the home environment. And so I went looking for a solution to, you know, how we could possibly, you know, help with that, and there really wasn't anything out there. So I just kind of always filed that in the back of my head um, as a major challenge that the senior care industry is facing. So fast forward uh, to about a year and a half ago, and um, happened to know one of the co-founders of True Blue. Uh, at first, I thought it was just a handyman business, but when I realized that the focus had been to help people not only handyman services, but to really help busy families and seniors age in place, I instantly realized that this was a has a tremendous potential and opportunity because the one thing that people are struggling with today as it comes to aging in place is the home environment. And mm -hmm. the senior care industry does a tremendous job taking care of seniors, but these are caregivers and they're, you know, medical professionals and they don't, you know, necessarily want to replace uh, light bulbs and mm -hmm. uh, install grab handles. But more importantly, it's the the ongoing aspects of aging in place. So it's not just getting the home prepared. It's actually making sure that the home is well-maintained and it's really the to-do list chores because for you and I, changing a light bulb is not even a to-do list chore. It just goes out, we go do it. For, for a senior, it may not even be you know, easy for them to do, but really it puts them in harm's way because they um, could be doing situations in situations where they're doing things they should not be doing, which could lead to falls and, you know, the falls are a major and, issue and as it relates to seniors. And, you know, Sean, as families, the family dynamics have changed so much over the last few decades. And this senior that's aging in place, they may not have relatives close by that can do that sort of thing. And many seniors, they're not going to ask their neighbors or they don't know which way to turn. So maybe they do try to do it themselves. And like you said, they put themselves in harm's way. But when, when someone um, goes into a home, someone from True Blue goes into the home, are they actually looking for maybe trip uh, uh, objects or things that could create an issue for that senior. Absolutely. And that's where we kind of start with. And we start mm -hmm. with a senior home safety assessment. So all of our franchises are certified in um, as senior home safety specialists, and they will go home and do exactly that. Now, the nice thing about what we do is we look at it from inside and outside the home because there are trip hazards and issues that could be outside. And many times it's just the fact that the house is not being maintained well. So that could be shrubbery that's um, covering the walkway, not very good lighting. All these type of things that are, you know, when you think about it, make a lot of sense. But, you know, looking at it from that perspective, you kind of not don't realize it. The other thing is clutter. I mean, you walk into the home, mm -hmm. the number one thing is tend to be clutter. Um, but if you think about what happens as you age, there's two things that, you know, 
that really impact it, and that is your balance and your vision. And so making sure that there's good visibility, removing clutter, but that also increased lighting, and then also just having um, in areas where you know, there's a lot of uh, potential issues, bathrooms, kitchens, is making sure that those rooms are safe and have grab handles and things like that. Simple things like changing doorknobs. You know, for mm. a senior, a doorknob can be hard to open. That's why we, we do the grab handles where it's easy for them to push. Light switches that are easy, um, to, again, to make it very uh, easier for them to move around and prevent those type of situations where they could fall. Um, so, yeah, that's where it kind of starts. And then the big challenge that people don't, you know, really realize is that, okay, now that the home is as safe as we can get it or try to get it, um, it needs to be maintained. And there's so mm-hmm. many things that, you know, we all live in, you know, the apartments are homes, so you can imagine how those things pile up. And doing little mm-hmm. routine maintenance can go a long way, changing air filters. So, you know, that's just one that needs to be done on a quarterly basis. Um, draining the hot water here, checking those type of things, because if they get neglected, they tend to break down and it causes major problems. So, or what's worse, the seniors start to do it themselves, getting on ladders and clearing out the gutter. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able, it's not just a a situation where it's a nice to have. These these are real safety issues in the Asian place. We want to make sure that we have an environment that is, going to be safe and comfortable for seniors, and that's where the focus um, has been for us. Interesting enough, um, these type of services relate very well with busy families. Mm-hmm. You kind of started off the, you know, the show talking about all of us, you know, how the evolution of handyman and recurring mm-hmm. services are starting to become more of a more of a trend. Well, we've noticed that busy families reach out to us a lot as well because they're experiencing the same type of challenges, whether, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't have, you've had young children, I, my kids are growing up, are older now, but when they were younger, it was soccer on the weekends, volleyball, um, and I was working and traveling all week. That to-do list uh, really grew and never really, <laughs> never really caught up to it. It was always ahead of me. Um, mm-hmm. And having a program like that would be fantastic. The mm-hmm. other piece of it, which I don't think people realize, is that your home does require routine maintenance on many of the items that are in it, um, like some of the examples I gave. And, you know, it's funny, you think about your vehicle, no one would drive their vehicle without maintenance. You know, you, no one is like, well, I'll just, I'll get it fixed when it breaks down. We'd mm-hmm. never do that. But that's how people treat their homes. So mm-hmm. no one ever thinks about, oh, I should probably do routine maintenance so I don't, you know, so the, the furnace doesn't go out or the hot water heater doesn't break. And those are simple things that need to be done that would prevent major issues. And thinking uh, about your home differently in the way that it is a big investment and routine maintenance is not only going to help with keeping the valuation of your home up, but also just prevent major uh, repairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now that we've kind of talked a little bit, Sean, about the services that you guys offer, and it's certainly, I think it's a unique niche for sure. Um, and I can, you know, I already am thinking of different uh, complementary um, companies that you could partner with or could be your referral partners 
Let's talk a little bit now about what that franchise opportunity looks like. Are you looking for someone, Sean, that actually has uh, some handyman background or that can actually make those repairs? No, actually, um, we prefer to have operators that are have business acumen because the key to this thing is, especially as it relates to the senior component, is that you, you've got to connect and um, reach referral partners or opportunities, and so referral sources is what we call them. And that could be the, that's the medical community, that could be discharged nurses, that could be elder attorneys. So there's a level of um, business acumen you have to be able to articulate our value and articulate what we're doing. And it is a huge need that's out there. And um, it's, it's interesting because many times when our owners go to these referral sources and explain the services they provide, the biggest response we get is, where have you been? We've been looking for you for years because mm-hmm. if you can imagine, if you look at the size of the senior, just, just the senior care uh, franchise business, that, that whole industry is enormous, and mm-hmm. they're all taking care of the individual. So you can imagine the families are asking them, hey, who does senior modifications? We need a, you know, like a walkout shower or tub. Who does mm-hmm. those type of things? And to be able to partner with somebody who not only does it, but we are actually certified and focused on it, really um, makes it easier for people to refer out. And that's where we really kind of fit in in that space. So mm-hmm. um, the, ideal, the ideal owners that we, we, we like to have in the system are people who see that opportunity, able to network in their communities. And you'd be amazed at how many referral sources there are out there outside of the medical side. Just look at the real estate industry. Um, when the, you know, right now the real estate market's hot and mm-hmm. people are buying homes. Well, guess what? Someone buys a home, they almost want to, almost all of them want a, a different paint, <laughs> different fixtures, mm-hmm. different lighting, all those type of things. Now, when the real estate market slows down and people don't buy new homes, what do they do? They stay in their existing homes and then they want to upgrade it because they're going to stay there. So the opportunities from that side are, are tremendous as well. And that's why, you know, we really want our owners out there building a team. We want to have their hand, you know, hire handymen to do the work, but they're out there networking, being part of the community, and educating people about the services that we provide. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, is this a brick and mortar, or is this a business can be run as a home-based business? No, it's not brick and mortar at all. Um, all the services done at um, the residents and our customers' residents. Um, most of our owners start out home-based, so it keeps the investment level very low. Uh, and eventually, most of them, as they progress, they move to uh, a small office. But because people, the customers are not coming in, you don't need any really nice facility. It's really just a place to have your team come meet and take care of the day-to-day. So it keeps the office space um, you know, inexpensive and low, so it's one of the nice uh, aspects of this business that we're not reliant whatsoever on real estate. So you talked about a team. About how many or how large would that team be for a brand-new franchisee? The brand-new franchisees typically will take on um, – we, we, we have like three areas of responsibility in our business, and there's sales and the marketing, which is the referral side. There's the office admin piece, that's like answering the phone, scheduling, um, payroll, those type of things, and then we have the home technicians. 
So most of the owners, as they start off, will take on the role of the sales and marketing office administrator. So they, they just need to hire a few handymen. And so mm-hmm. our model is relatively simple, and you don't need a lot of handymen um, to generate significant revenue. So it typically starts off with the, the franchisee and then two to three handymen, and then our model is designed to continually grow, and we have the metrics in place that, hey, once you get to a certain um, level of either work or business or scheduling, that's when you start hiring more and more people, and it's scalable. And so the handymen are going to be billable hours. So you're not actually you know, hiring them um, and then trying to find work. You should have work in place, and so they're what we call you know, cost of goods sold um, mm-hmm. employer billable hours, so it's very scalable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when a, a brand new franchisee comes on and they've decided, yes, I definitely want to be a part of this True Blue team, what does that training look like for them? Since you say that it does, they don't really need to know how to install the, the grab bar in the shower, what does that training look like for that brand new franchisee? Yeah, great question. So we have a combination of virtual training that's done, you know, on their own time and at home. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, just obviously getting the business established, setting up all the marketing uh, aspects of the business, uh, getting your uh, certifications as it relates to the senior component of the business. Um, and then we have workshop week, and that's the last week of the initial training. And that's where we kind of run them through all the scenarios. And I like to call it like flight school or ground school. So we're going to have them come in and simulate a lot of the aspects of the business. And then at that point, even though the the, the kind of initial training is completed, the training continues as they open up. And just like in flight school, now they're going to go out and start flying the airplane. We're going to be, you know, kind of with them. And um, we keep them on the onboarding program for about three to six months, depending on certain thresholds that are hit. And so that way they don't ever feel like when training's over that we're, you're, you know, kicking them out of the nest. We're there mm-hmm. to support them the whole way. So, um, the, the, again, the vast majority of our training is going to be on not only the day-to-day operations of the business, scheduling, um, recruiting, but also sales processes and how to, you know, how to, how to identify referral sources, how to talk to them, reach them. All of that is um, very detailed in our program. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that um, franchisees, uh, it's the next thought is, how do I get new clients? So, so I told, you mentioned uh, identifying referral sources, but how else do you help them open up the territory? Uh, and what does that territory size look like? Yeah, our typical territory size is 175,000 to 200,000 total population. Um, demographically, it, it really works. It, it worked well in all aspects of the demographics because I say to people, as long as they're homes, busy families, and seniors in your market area, then you have the right territory. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a need, and sometimes you get to realize that, especially on the senior side, that the payer may not always be that particular senior. Mm-hmm. So it could be a family member who lives out of state or in a different area altogether. And so um, 
demographics aren't necessarily like, oh, I have to have the best demographic area in the city to be successful. Um, the other piece of it is, is that um, it is, uh, as we look at these market areas, um, we, we have top producing owners all over the country, so northeast, southeast, northwest, southwest, yeah. um, mid-states. Uh, mid in fact, one of our top producers recently was in a town called Mount Sterling, Kentucky, which most people have never heard of. It's east of Lexington. Um, but, the, again, if there are homes and seniors and busy families, we have opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, you're not just marketing to the seniors, but those busy families as well. You know, you're talking about you traveling and all, and, you know, the weekend's gone before you know it. So um, that, that to-do list, that honey-do list is probably grown over the weekend oh. just because a few more things have been added, right? Absolutely. And so there's really – we have a two-pronged marketing approach, and we have your traditional – kind of consumer marketing, um, which is very digital, and we have a really strong digital team here. And um, so we have our owners kind of teed up very well when they come out of training. They launch with their, very, with their own web page. Um, we have it optimized from an SEO standpoint. Um, we work with a lot of vendors as far as uh, recruiting um, customers from that standpoint. So we have that traditional model, the traditional marketing that attracts the handyman customer. Now, the senior side of it, because the seniors aren't always the ones seeking services or the decision makers, that's where the referral side of the business is really key. Mm -hmm. And so with our owners, we say, you know, the traditional handyman side of the business, that's hunting from a marketing perspective, and the referral sources is farming. So that's nurturing Mm -hmm. because eventually it, it takes time. You plant the seeds, it builds, it builds, it builds, and then it yields a much larger product than, say, hunting does. And so the nice thing about that is is that if you just focus on one side of it, like, say, the, the senior side, and that's it, it just takes time for that to develop, which means, you know, you know a slower time to break even and, and significant revenue. But if you do the handyman side right out of the gate, you know, there's, there's demand right away. And mm-hmm. so we're not having, you know, any issues with reaching those people because there is a huge desire for quality service. And the one thing I, I didn't mention earlier that like really differentiates us is because we're so focused on um, having a product that delivers trust and peace of mind for families as it relates to uh, aging um, adults, but they're uh, adult children. So we have a very high standard. And we use, have our employees are screened, background checked, bonded, and insured. And that's the, that's the standard that's in the senior care industry. We apply that to our regular handyman business as well, and that's why we're doing so well because um, who goes into somebody in someone's home is very important to everyone. It's the most vulnerable place you can be. So by the fact that we have such high standards for seniors, people who look at have busy families or are looking for handyman work are like, I want to go with True Blue because they're focused on – that trust and reliability, and that is very, very key. And because of our high standards, we've just really exploded and have had tremendous results um, and growth in our system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as a family member, that alone would make me feel comfortable knowing that 
I was hiring um, True Blue to go into my parents' home. Uh, and maybe I lived across the country. Uh, so again, um, that has to give family members um, peace of mind, knowing that you guys are, are just very credible and, um, like you said, just top-notch, top-notch. Yeah, and it, it relates to all of us, right? Because mm -hmm. your home, I mean, who comes in your home? You're so vulnerable in your own home, whether it's your personal property or any of that mm -hmm. stuff. And so, you know, it's one thing if someone is going to be, you know, no one really cares about who's dropping off packages in the front door necessarily, but mm -hmm. if they're coming in your home and they're walking around, you're going to know who that is, or right. you want to make sure that somebody knows who that is and that, you know, there's um, an organization there that's that's making sure that um, the right people are there. And so that, I think, you is really what differentiates us. And the other piece of it is, too, is because we're dealing with seniors and families that, you know, we really focus on that, not only that trust, but that friendliness and empathy. Because mm -hmm. that's one thing that's great about our franchise owners is that not too many people can say they have a very successful business and that they're helping people in their lives. And I truly believe, and I live this personally because I've had personal experiences with my father-in-law falling down the steps and breaking mm -hmm. his neck and become quadriplegic and eventually pass away from, passing away from those complications. I lived it. And so I'm very passionate about how we can really change the way people age. And um, you just got to have that level of empathy to do this. And I always say that True Blue is a business with a purpose because the things that we're doing are needed. They save lives. But more importantly, what better gift to give to someone who's aging the ability to age in their own homes and live out the rest of their lives? I mean, that is what they deserve, and, and I'm very passionate about doing everything we possibly can to make that possible. Yeah, most definitely. Very good point there, Sean. I tell you what, um, I need to take a quick commercial break, but Sean, I have a feeling that you've probably got some stories that you could share with our listeners. Do you have any you could share when we come back from break? Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from Sean Fitzgerald from True Blue. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, 
change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here, and we're visiting with Sean Fitzgerald, who is, um, he is the um, president of True Blue, which is a franchise, and it is um, a very unique handyman franchise that helps the those seniors that are aging in place, and also those busy families. So when we broke for commercial break, Sean, I ask if you happen to have some stories you could share with our listeners. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think um, one of the things, I think when people are looking at um, starting a business, uh, especially service-related, and you're dealing with people, because with True Blue, um, our product is, are our handymen, our home technicians, mm-hmm. as we call them. We're only as good as they are. And so the question we get, and probably everybody gets when starting a business, especially on the service side, is how do you find great employees? How do you retain great employees? Um, and, and that is sometimes it is a challenge, and especially in, sometimes it turns people away from looking at it. Um, but I think for True Blue, what it's, it's uniquely different because it, just like from – I was talking about our owners having that, you know, passion or that um, empathy or, or wanting to, you know, be part of something really good, um, that translates over to uh, the handyman as well. And so what we look at, as I, and I always say, that I think there's an opportunity, just like in the consumers are yearning for something that's somebody who's trustworthy, that they can, you know, know that they're, um, you know, provide that peace of mind. There's the same opportunity as it, as it relates to recruiting employees, and especially in the service industry, because so many of them are viewed as hourly employees and viewed as, um, you know, a widget. But there's an opportunity as a business owner to be able to, you know, pull them into an organization and a culture that they've never experienced. And we talk about a lot in our training program about building good culture and, and having mm-hmm. that environment. And we have a franchise owner who's in Denver, Colorado. His name is Mark Odell. And we went through this program. And, you know, this is during the period where everybody's saying, oh, you can't hire, we can't find anybody. And he goes out and he, he calls me back up after he, he, he launches and he said, okay, I hired, you know, five employees already. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah. And I said, I said well, you know, tell me about what you did, the process. He's like, well, I followed the model. I did exactly what you said. I had 60 people apply. I did 30 phone interviews, and I narrowed it down, and I hired five. And uh, I, I kind of was listening to him talk, and I said, well, what was, uh, you know, that, that's wonderful. What, what, what happened? He was like, I just did what you said. But mm-hmm. the key to the whole thing is that he talked about the passion he had for starting a business, the passion about doing a business with purpose that's going to be uniquely different. And because of that, there is an opportunity to recruit great employees, but it starts with developing a great culture and a vision. And I think with True Blue, that gives us unique, uniquely different because we truly are trying to help people, and it's a unique opportunity even from an employment standpoint. So it doesn't have to be that hard. So lesson learned, and the story that Mark talks about is the fact that you know culture can drive 
great results, even in the industry that is perceived as hourly or technicians that don't have the same motivation that some other industries have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Sean, something that's happening now, and I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called the Great Resignation. And I think mm-hmm. what is happening there is that people are looking at um, a work environment that maybe they've put up with for a long time, and it no longer seems to feel uh, fulfilling at the end of the day. And I would think it would be very refreshing for someone that is a service provider to find a business owner that actually has that passion for having a purpose in life. So I would think that they would gravitate to to one of your franchisees if they're looking for more than just an eight to five job. Absolutely, yeah. The the opportunity is is tremendous from recruiting employees, but also I even look at it from a from a somebody who is who is looking to leave the workforce and own a franchise. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always talk to people all the time. Is like you know, you've developed a lot of skill sets, you know, in the business world, especially if you are in sales and marketing, um, or or uh, been leading teams. And you are limiting yourself because you are only getting a salary. So franchising provides an opportunity, if you match your skill sets with what is needed in a franchise system, to utilize your skill sets for your own benefit. And True Blue is one of those situations. Like if you're a sales and marketing um, or a team builder and that's what you've been doing your whole career, the opportunity is tremendous because there is no cap on what you could produce um, and we have not seen a cap in any market area so far with True Blue because it's just there's so much demand, whether it's the home improvement categories, the handyman category, and the senior side of it, we haven't even scratched the surface. There's just mm-hmm. this tremendous need, and you're going to start seeing more and more um, uh, industries focusing on solutions of aging in place, and mm-hmm. that could be from health insurance companies to – um, healthcare providers having programs and, and trying to figure out this all the way to, you know, Medicare Advantage programs where people are going to need to age in place and their homes are going to be, um, you know, maintained or prepared for the, this. And post, you know, post-COVID era, the demand to age in place is only going to skyrocket. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. And, you know, we may find... Um, more of a need out there for a whole different um, uh, um, demographics because there may be people that are that are rolling off of this COVID that are no longer able to go back to work because now they are disabled because of all the issues that they now have health challenges they have because of COVID. So there's there's so many. Uh, so many changes that are probably just like you were saying, getting ready to come down the line here. So Sean, if someone is listening and maybe they want to find a true blue in their area, maybe, or in the area where their parents live, where would they go to find out more information about that? 
And also, if they're interested in that franchise opportunity, where would they find information about that as well? Yeah, the best place would be our website, which is truebluetotalhousecare.com. Um, if you go there, you can get any uh, information on our locations. There's also a link to our franchise um, information page, which that URL is truebluefranchise.com. Very good. So we're down to those final three questions here. The first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Oh, great question. I think, I mean, what I tell people when they're looking at a franchise opportunity is don't get hung up on whether you love the product or not. Because at the end of the day, it's widgets, right? Yep. It's really understanding um, match your skill sets for what would be successful in that system. And so that way you can capitalize on your skill sets in a business model that um, aligns exactly with your skill set. So I think that is one of the first things to look at is, again, don't fall in love with just the product. Fall in love with running the business and the day-to-day of that business and an aligning with what you're good at because it's just like anything else in life. We tend to enjoy things that we're good at. So what better way than to have a business that you do what you enjoy and you maximize your skill set? And, again, I think if you look at anybody who's been successful in franchise systems or in life, um, they, you see that, that alignment, and I think that is, that is the first place to kind of start with um, from, that, from that perspective. Absolutely. And, you know, Sean, I think it's so much more important to make sure that, that, that the franchise concept has a good, strong leadership team. Like you said, I usually tell my clients, let's take the widget off the table. Let's look, let's look at a lot. There's a lot of other things we need to look at before we decide on the widget. So that's great advice right there. So the second question here is, what are two traits, and I know you've talked a little bit about that in the interview, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? I, I love that question, and I will say this. I, mean, I spent my entire career in franchising, and, and I was on, even on – I even was working at an agency where I worked with about 100 franchise brands where I, would, I was on the consulting side. And I would ask this question to the operations team, and I'd say, what were the traits mm-hmm. of your top producing owners? And the, it was almost uniformly consistent. They're driven, they listen to us, they follow mm-hmm. the model, and they're positive. And then I would ask the question, what about the bottom ten? And it was always the opposite. It was yeah. they don't follow the model, they don't listen to us, and there's always something. It's always somebody else that there's always an issue with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, it, the great thing about this is that there isn't, you know, with any brand that's out there, I've ever been associated with it. It wasn't their education, it wasn't their background, it wasn't their, you know, where they, you know, area of the country. It really came down to just having that drive, um, having that passion and executing the model. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what, uh, you know, that's what we look for when we're talking to people is that you understand um, that, you know, if you have that passion, that drive, and that winning attitude, you can, that's the really, that's the number one thing that we look for. It's not education background or experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great points there. So the final question here is, 
to begin with, you've seen a lot of changes, I'm sure, over the 25 years that you've been in franchising. What do you think, uh, what are you seeing that the future of franchising looks like? I think the future of franchising is a really I mean, it's really expanding to more and more industries. I think the perception of franchising in the general sense is wrong. Everybody assumes franchising is McDonald's, Wendy's, and mm-hmm. fast food. And they don't realize that the vast majority of businesses that are out there are probably a franchise system in all different categories. And, um, and there's a reason why. It's because being a mom, I started a business from scratch, and I know how hard it is. And and, and then once the minute you think you figured it out, you're three or four years behind where you were when you started. So I just think that you're going to see the future of franchising is continue going to grow. It's going to expand into other categories that you know people don't even think about before. So the, the good news for candidates that are looking at it is that um, – the, the more the industries expand outside of the traditional restaurants and so, and so forth is that it's going to open up a lot of opportunities for people to start their own business, be an entrepreneur, and live the American dream, which is why I love being part of franchising because I've got to witness so many people live out a very successful um, franchising ownership uh, <laughs> uh, career. And, you know, at the end of the day, too, um, you always are provided with an opportunity and you're, you're, you're creating, you know, sometimes people make the, they think about only salary replacement, but if you've got a really good business, not only can you replace your salary, but you're building an asset and that asset could be worth far more than all that salary you ever created when you go to sell it. So mm-hmm. don't forget about that piece of it. And, um, I think you're going to see more and more people, like you're talking about the, the great resignation, they're, they're going to have to go somewhere. And I think mm-hmm. you're going to see this. I think you're going to see this big influx of people starting their own business, and um, franchising is going to be the most successful channel to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just kind of see that being more and more of a, of a growth in, in categories. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with that. Um, in fact, I. I do this talk, and it's uh, creating a living, a lifestyle, or a legacy with franchising. And I don't think people realize how scalable it is. Sure, you can create a job for yourself. You, you know, you can you can certainly scale it down to just um, creating a job, and then you know you have an opportunity to create a new lifestyle. So that means that you get to put the kids in the private schools and take those nice vacations. But it's that legacy that I believe that many people don't realize that you can actually attain in franchising that you never would have been able to achieve with a corporate position. And of course, uh, you know, at that, at the end of the day, like you were talking about where you actually have something to sell, you can sell that and go buy an island if that's what you're looking to do. Right. But it is so very scalable and it's in industries that uh, are from one end to the other. It's no longer burgers and fries. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree so, anymore. It's a lot yeah, of uh, a lot of potential opportunity to mm-hmm. for success in owning your own business. And mm-hmm. again, I, I just think it's what it's the American dream and, and mm-hmm. I think franchising is the 
you know, the idea of starting leaving a job and starting your own business is I'm sure it's it's terrifying. Yeah. But what better way of doing it when you have a blueprint and support along the way than franchising? There really isn't anything like it. And so that's yeah. why I have people all the time ask me, Oh, you know, you started businesses, I'm thinking about this opportunity and I was like, just see if there's a franchise first because right. Trust me, doing it from the very beginning is really, really challenging and hard. And with a franchise system, you start off not only running, um, but you're, you're utilizing best practices, and they're there to help you maximize the business till you get to the what I call the enterprise level, which is the business runs itself without mm-hmm. your day-to-day involvement. And I've seen many franchisees get to that level, and that's the optimal level that you want to get to is that the business runs itself without your day-to-day input, and mm-hmm. um, there's no better formula for that than franchising. No, most definitely. Sean, I hate to say this, but we're, we are down to the end of the show. So one more time, if someone wants more information about the True Blue opportunity or the services that you offer, where would they find that? That would be at uh, TrueBlueTotalHouseCare.com. And uh, for franchising information, that would be TrueBlueFranchise.com. Wonderful. Sean, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really look forward to us staying in touch and um, watching the growth and the demand for True Blue. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. So, folks, um, I, I want to leave you with this quote. I always leave you with a quote. And this is a quote by Robert Kennedy. And it goes like this. The purpose of life is to contribute in some way to making things better. That's exactly what Sean was talking about with True Blue. You, you have a purpose to go in and help someone change their life. Make it better for them. So, folks, thanks again for being with me on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.